0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network.
1: I got a fever and the only prescription...
2: Smoke. Over the
1: line! This I'm sorry, You're over the line. That's a
2: is the Cigar Authority Is
3: it
0: true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The Authority Is that a serious question? On
3: everything cigar No, it wasn't. Yeah, Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And no. out of the cigar industry Sounds pretty awesome. With your hopes. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Very stunned. The scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, you single malt. Glenlivet, Glen fitting perhaps. Maybe a blend Gow. Any blend. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. For
4: the Cigar
3: Authority. I gotta have more cowbells.
4: Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 14th, 2017. Broadcasting live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Style Stage. Today at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, which is right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And today we have a special surprise guest, and she's going to tell all, even stuff we don't want to know. Information you can't know after you hear it. That is our warning to you. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority.
5: I'm out of breath. I did a lot of running before the show. (laughs) Yes, you did. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years and making it the longest continually running cigar podcast Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com.
4: And uh, last year I did blow it just a little bit and I saw some people on social media noting that I did say the word she I was trying to keep this as a surprise but it is a woman and uh, she might not be as known as her husband but she does know all and I know her and you're all going to get to know her and uh, she's going to come on in just a little while and uh to start it off with let's uh light up and uh cut and light our first cigar and this is a cigar I have never smoked before uh what is this Barry
1: no we're about to light up the Altimos which is a custom-blended cigar for somebody's father-in-law. Um, it features a San Andreas Negro wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and filler, and the size that we are smoking is five and a half by 52. And we won't really say anything else. No, country of origin, nothing like that. Yeah, so, we don't want to give away any more hints. And,
4: uh, you know, as soon as we go to break, we're going to bring her on. It's just minutes away, uh, but
5: um, I would like just, everyone to note that as watching the vodcast, that we changed the background to pink in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month.
4: Yes, and, and there's, there's a lot going on, even our barista Sean over there has changed the color of his hair into more a, a fluorescent uh, neon style pink, I would say more but, than just pink, but
5: he's still bringing awareness, and that's what matters. Yes. <laughs>
4: So I'm I'm looking at two screens over here. What, what are we on? We're on the right screen. We're on the, we're right. On the right screen. Oh, ah, okay. All right. So uh, this is uh, a simple band, uh, pretty much black and white, some silver in the back. A L T E M O S E, Altermos. Yep. Altermos. All right. Let's give it a cut. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo. Cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars—they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So you said fifty-four ring? Is that what you said? Five
1: and a half by fifty-two. Fifty-two. Good draw.
5: Well made. Sweet, funyin, and raisins.
4: A a um, um, fig Newton.
1: I got the funyuns. I hate to agree with Jonathan this early in the show. Yeah, but there's definitely a funyun going on.
5: What's great about having our new producer Ed Sullivan is that we will no longer be hearing the crickets. I hope. Ah. When I come up with a flavor profile, you only got the harp because I
4: agreed. He agreed.
5: Okay, we'll, we'll see how that plays so we're going, out.
4: We're going fancy pants because. We're fancy today because we have a a woman joining us.
5: There's a a lot of things that are going to tie in the Black Label Dictator into the show today. Okay. Uh, This is the second edition of Black Label's Flat Flame series. Uh, It's a little bit more expensive, but the tank is even more big ass than the original. Yeah. You want to just transition that over for Barron's there, Ed? We'll show it right on the camera. There it is. There it is. So it has the patented Vertigo big ass tank. Even though it's Black Label, they are the same company. Push button technology, and one of the cool things about this is if you pop the top and you lay the lighter down, it'll act as a cigar rest for you. Nice. The sorry. Black Label Dictator retails for nineteen
4: ninety nine. No, it does not. I'm
5: sorry, one nineteen ninety nine. There we go. There's a
4: big <laughs> difference. <laughs> Just add a hundred dollars on to that. <laughs>
5: 1999.
4: Because I already bought them once, but I would have bought them all again for nineteen ninety nine. No, this is uh, it's this a... It's a high-end lighter. Yeah. It's got a little bullet, teeny little bullet cut out there. A little, little it, emergency it, one, I'll call it. I'm not using that. No, it's... It's a good you emergency. Could punch,
5: you could punch about eight times and get a good drawer out of that thing.
4: Speaking of drawer, this is a well-made cigar. It's a perfect drawer. Earthy.
1: Now I'm getting some of that fig. Yeah. Not, not the cookie part of a fig newton, just the fig part of a fig newton.
4: And I am to understand, this is not a cigar that you can buy right now. Why, why are we smoking it then? Because of our guest. This okay. has everything to do with our guest that will be coming on.
1: You know, a lot of people are Googling right now the name of the sure. cigar and seeing if they can figure it out. Or don't do it while you're driving.
4: You're driving, Googling. It's dangerous. It's unsafe. It is. Although the new, the new automobiles that are coming out all have the podcast built into the dashboard. You just hit it there. There's the Cigar Authority. You try to get away from it. We're trying to hook it up so that you just start the car. Cigar Authority starts up. <laughs> Can't get it off. Roll the windows down. It doesn't matter. It's coming from everywhere. Huh? I little, like that. Yeah. I little, like that. A little
1: creepy. Yeah.
4: All right, so uh, let's let's change things up a little bit, and let's go right to the What's Up in the Cigar World with Barry Stein.
5: It's time for What's What's Up Up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2 bar for a perfect draw
1: every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. Well, uh, first, a uh, bit of news. I owe an apology to Dr. Gabby Caffey for leaving it off last week. But the Boutique Cigar Association of America has named its inaugural board of directors to help the group begin on its mission of better representing the needs and concerns of the cigar industry's smaller companies.
4: Now, there is a number on, the, on this. They have to do, like, under a million cigars or something? I believe so. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: And the organization was founded by the aforementioned Dr. Gabby Caffey back in August. Uh, there must be some limit to the Hang cure. On, I you have, have one question. Why could you get in if you make
5: less than a million and then stay in once you kind of hit it big, because then you've, you succeeded. Now you've you're succeeded, out succeeded. Now you're kicked out of the organization, but then you have more money to be able to put into the organization.
4: I don't know. I think this is uh, we get a guest. We bring him on sometime. That would get, be great. And we, and we dig into this organization and we'll see how it goes.
1: All right. There must be some limit to the coercive power of government, which was welcome words from governor Brown of California who this week vetoed a bill to ban smoking at the state beaches and state parks? The shakeups continue at Altatus USA as the VP of marketing Janelle Rosenfeld has left the company after more than 20 years, marking the third person from the marketing department to leave this year.
4: Very interesting, and she's she's getting out of the cigar business. But I've known her from when she when she started up, and uh, uh, you know she was a, a a big woman to the cigar industry. I mean, at, at a top top level like that, so. Uh, i uh, sad to see her go and, uh, from what I understand, staying out of the business. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> the FDA released a document this week issuing guidance on free samples. The new document reports what we've said all along. Retailers and manufacturers are prohibited from giving a free cigar to consumers without a purchase attached to it, but manufacturers are allowed to give samples business to business. And this week, a half-smoked cigar by British Prime Minister Winston Churchill in 1947, during a trip to Paris, sold at auction for $12,000. I saw that. The La Corona Cuban bears the name of Winston Churchill on the band, and the buyer was from West Palm Beach in Florida, and that's was Up in the Cigar World. What's up? In the Cigar World was brought to you
5: by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero, Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the cigar of the year. Recluse Cigars is... What's up?
4: You know, I, I thought, so this is somebody in Florida. I wonder if they own a the cigar shop or, or just a uh, big cigar geek or an investor or whatever it is. But will something like that cigar show up in under glass? And, you you know, if you heard that it was at such and such store, would you go to look at it?
5: If it was in the area. Yeah, if I was in the area, 100%. Really? <laughs> I'm not buying a plane ticket to go to Florida and check it out, but... If I was down there visiting my sister, I would be like, "Yeah, you know what? Imagine, Pull down this road. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to really, see the yeah. I want to see the slobbered-on Winston Churchill cigar. Really? I, and I want to meet the guy that paid twelve grand for it. I always thought of it. And I, you know, of all these things,
4: Mar- Marvin from um, C- Cigar Aficionado years ago paid a half a million dollars for JFK's humidor. And from what I understand, I've never been there, but in their office there it is under glass, and you see it. And people go when they go look at it. You know, would that be something if, if I bought some of these things that almost have like a museum section and people would actually go and see this? But I can't fathom going out of UA to see a cigar that was smoked a long time ago by somebody uh, allegedly. I mean, how do you even prove that?
5: Well, I read I read that article and it, and it, I mean a lot of dots have been connected to to make it be that that's what it was. A picture taken on right. that day and right. yeah.
1: came with a picture that he signed. The band itself says Winston Churchill on it, which shows that it was made for Winston Churchill.
5: So I'm going to
4: tell you a quick one. On our 8th anniversary, Two Guys Smoke Shop's 8th anniversary party, we had Red Auerbach; He was the uh, coach of the Boston Celtics as a guest, uh, and he spoke at the anniversary party. And um, he got up at one point and lit another cigar, and in the ashtray was the cigar he had smoked. And one of my customers at the time came over, and I don't remember who he was, but he came over, I knew him well, and said, can I have that? And it was a slobbing on, really, and this guy used to chew on the cigar and he, he pulled it out. It was totally soaking wet and almost really gross. And he said he can have that. And I looked at him like, you are out of your mind. I said, be my guest. Like and you're w-
5: thinking this guy thinks this cigar might be pipe worthy. And, <laughs> <laughs> and,
4: and he took it.
1: See, that doesn't surprise me. We're going to have Skip Martin on in a few weeks, letting the cat out of the bag. Yeah. But we have a customer that's so enamored and so in love with him. I could see him <laughs> taking the cigar and, oh, my God, it has Skip's DNA on, Hang on it. Hang on a second. Hang on a
5: second. The fact that you worded it that way, the picture that you used for the promo, <laughs> yeah. I know for a fact you pulled out of your personal collection. No, I so actually I don't tri- think that the customer is the only one enamored with Skip Martin. Well, I, I,
4: I took that picture. Yes,
1: Dave took the picture.
5: I took that picture.
1: So as any good person would do, they would use something at their hands that would create conversation. And I put the picture of Skip pulling a Costanza.
4: Costanza. Costanza. All right, you got a letter in the
5: mailbox, Mr. Jonathan. Hey, I like do.
3: There's a letter in your mailbox.
5: You got mail. You are on point, Ed Sullivan. Here we go. Uh, this was submitted through the Contact Us page of the thecigarauthority.com, and Pete A. writes, Mr. J., I've heard you mention that black label dictator's flat flame ah. burns at the same temperature as a soft flame, which, if I'm not mistaken, is cooler than a regular torch. Does that mean you should be holding it a little closer to the cigar's foot when lighting, and are there any other alterations you should make in the lighting technique when using the dictator? Thanks for the info, Pete A. It actually burns a little bit hotter than a than a regular soft flame. A soft flame burns right around 900 degrees, and this burns closer to 1,000, which happens to be the exact temperature you want for combustion on cigars. So you could use this just like a paintbrush and get right in there, and you're not going to have to worry about scorching your tobacco. It's going to taste perfect. So I hope that answers your question. It also
1: doesn't extend as much as a torch that's turned up, so you do need to get a little closer.
5: Yes.
4: You know, we're smoking the cigar... And it is so much better than I was told it was going to be.
1: Yeah, somebody told us that it might not have been in their wheelhouse. But I'm digging it.
4: It's a little floral. Uh, Mm.
5: I I like it. I'm getting
1: German. I'm shocked. I'm getting notes of German chocolate cake.
5: You know when you get uh, the can from a kid, when you were kids and you had baked beans and you had the the bread the bread in the can? Brown bread in the can. Brown bread in the can. Raisins. I'm, I'm getting that, that molasses-y, brown-bready, raisin-y kind of thing going on, especially if you, you took it out and you toasted it. Oh.
6: Raisin. Raisin toast. Raisin toast. Raisin toast.
5: Uh, you have a sense of humor
1: as well. I do I the best that. I can. I dig that about I, I'm you. waiting for, like, a you are correct from Ed Sullivan. <laughs> yeah,
4: you are correct, sir. Ed Sullivan. No, that was not Ed Sullivan that said that. That was... Um, it was Ed Sullivan and Johnny Carson. No. Johnny Carson was Ed McMahon.
1: Oh, that's it. You're Ed right. Ed
4: Sullivan was a really big shoe. Yeah,
1: I'm confusing the two. Yeah. And I did it last week, too, and you yeah? caught me. All
4: right, I caught you on that. All right, uh, it's time for the matchup of the week. Time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars, who would win this hypothetical battle? Today is the battle of the 90s power couples. And this is perfect because we have a power couple that we'll get to in a little while. But this is the power couple of the 90s. Bruce Willis and Demi Moore versus Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman in a head-to-head Spartan race in their prime. In the primes of their career. So it's Bruce Willis and Demi Moore? Yes. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Spot and race. This is everything. If you base
5: it just on the characters that they've played in their lifetime in the movies, then it's obviously gonna be Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. Yeah. If you because- base it on just raw toughness, it's still Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. <laughs> so I'm gonna go Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, power couple. In a Spartan race, they take it. How powerful
1: are they if they're divorced? But uh, definitely Bruce. They both Willis. are, right? Yeah.
5: both both couples
4: are. Yeah,
1: Bruce Willis, because Tom Cruise is like five foot five. So
4: I think Bruce Willis is small too. Does, All it these big guys, come guys off are small. small no, yeah. they don't. He does Arnold Schwarzenegger, or mm-hmm. the, either does uh, Rocky Balboa, or uh, Sylvester Stallone. 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 These are like guys that are five feet three or something like that.
1: Die Hard trumps Top Gun. G.I. Jane trumps whatever Nicole Kidman was in. So, yeah. therefore, it's Demi Moore.
6: <laughs> it is. They were and you know, Bruce Willis.
1: Now, ba- Barry, where does Scientology play into it? Yeah. They, well, they're going to do everything they can now to destroy our show since we voted against their, their leader. But
5: Speak for yourself with this wee stuff. <laughs> don't be taking me down with you.
4: And is Nicole Kidman a Scientologist also? She, she must. was.
5: I, I don't know if she still is, but she was.
4: Or he wouldn't have married her, right? Right. That's okay. a whole lot
5: of bat s crazy going on Yeah, there.
4: I think we got the Bruce Willis. I think that's a, a slam dunk. Oh, okay. okay, so the early thoughts on Altimos. How do you say this again? Altimos. 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 We'll figure out what that is all about when we come back. But
5: Very good burn. Very true. Uh, I just feel like we're not going to have to touch this up. I do feel like this is. Um, I hear this is aged for like four or five mm-hmm. years. The person that made this cigar has a tendency to undersell and then over-deliver mm. on their products. So I think that we were delivered a bag of goods saying it's not going to be that good so that we would be completely wild. Well, which I, which he, I am. he
4: said it's not going to be that good, therefore I don't think I'm going to continue to make this. Because I'm not happy with it, but
5: there's nothing to be not happy about. This me. has a this has a place in uh, in the retail business. I like concur. This, this would sell.
1: And the current batch of this cigar that we're smoking was rolled in early 2015. Okay. So it has over Couple almost uh, almost three years of age on. It. Yeah. Perfect. I like it. I like
4: it too. I like it actually better than one of his newer ones. That I can't smoke. It's just too heavy. What cigar is that? I can't say.
5: I can't say because he'll let the cat out of the bag.
4: But it's time to let the cat out of the bag. Let's go to break, and and we'll let the cat out of the bag when we get back. She is the wife of a famous cigar blender and brand owner. He is far away from here right now. uh, So we thought, let's get the real scoop. No holds spots, We're digging in, and our surprise guest will be back with us when we return. Stick around. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
0: There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series, from Hammer & Sickle
4: Now for the amazing part, La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on United Cigar Retailers
5: Radio Network.
4: And we are back live from the Lafour Dominicana cigar soundstage, and we're about to go where no interviewer has ever gone in the cigar industry before. Right to the spouse's mouth with us from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, the wife of Steve Saka. Welcome, Cindy Saka.
7: Thank you. Thank Thanks you, so Good much for
4: playing here. with us oh, and doing this. No,
7: great to be here.
4: And uh, I thought, you know, I see uh, on social media, Steve is out and about, driving all the way down to California, through Texas, and everywhere, and I said, you're all by yourself, let's try this, and (laughs) what do you think, and you were nice enough to say, okay, I'm in. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, first off, does he know that you're even doing this?
7: Yes, he He does. does. He does. And and we... We he, we he knows I won't embarrass him. Yeah, too much. Too much no. Okay,
4: he didn't say uh, any off. Don't make sure you think, don't get into this or that. Not no, really. No. No, no. He knows you well enough that yeah. you're not gonna. You're not gonna. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna get into some stuff about him personally, about you, and uh, obviously we'll talk about the cigars. So the first thing I want to talk about is the cigar itself. Uh, tell us about the cigar. Uh,
7: this was blended for my dad i yes. can't i can't say my father because people get confused but it was blended ah
4: okay i get you
7: my dad uh he worked in a foundry for many many years and he loved i mean as a kid i remember growing up to smelling smoke first thing saturday morning he was down there in the kitchen smoking a cigar so i got to smell that every saturday morning he smoked all the time my first puff of his cigar was probably three So (laughs) back in the day when that was allowed, you know. Sure. So um so he was a hard working guy and he loved his cigars, but he was a a white owl and you know, all of the Phillies and all of those those drugstore cigars back in the day. Sure. And uh he just he loved his cigars and he, he then he changed to Tiamo. That was his flavor. Yep. So these were blended for him specifically. They were made by Hoya de Nicaragua. So that yeah. gives you a clue as to why the construction is the way it is. Yeah. And uh, he he just loved having his own blend. It was made just for him. He was so proud of his son-in-law, his only son-in-law. Yeah. But he was so proud of him being in this industry. Wow. He just loved it. So uh, this was, it's a Santa Andre, the the Negra yeah.
1: yeah San Andreas Negra.
7: And then we have um, Nicaraguan filler and binder. So it's a Puro.
4: So what's the name?
7: Altimos is my maiden name, my, my father's last name. Oh, okay. So oh. that's where it comes from. <laughs> All right.
4: So this is your maiden so, name?
7: Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it, he, he was so proud to have a cigar that had his band on it and everything. So was so. this Greek? No, German.
4: German name. Yeah, okay. German. Okay. Yeah, so what was your dad's first name? Wayne. Wayne. Okay. Yeah, so uh, he p- passed away recently.
7: Uh, it's been a couple of years, oh, which is yeah. why there's so much age on these. Okay. <laughs> so they aged in Nicaragua for maybe six months before they got shipped to the U.S., like any other cigar that gets it's in a cool room for a while before it gets shipped. And these um, came into the country about two weeks before he passed. And I said, Dad, you have all these cigars coming here. What are you going to do with them? And he said, well, you guys have to smoke them. And here we are. And here we are smoking. Here we are. So these have been in Steve's personal humidor uh, for the last two years. Wow. So they have some good age on them. And when they first, when we first got them, they were very harsh, barnyardy, really strong.
4: But which they, is what he wanted. Which is what yeah. he liked. It yes. was his
7: palate. These yeah. are not Steve's palate, not mine. This is definitely all my dad. And, uh, and he loved them. He just, and they aged out really well.
5: So when you say you, you had your first puppet at three, <laughs> can we assume, and I see you're smoking a cigar there, which could be that you're just being polite to us, but are you a real cigar smoker?
7: I do smoke cigars. Um, not, not as regularly as you guys do, but I do smoke cigars.
5: And where do you gravitate toward?
7: Um, I really love our short Churchill that, that flavor profile okay. when Steve was at in Dr- the so- Sober Mesa. Mesa and Sober Mesa, and I like the Mi Carita Gordita a lot. Um, I don't get to smoke a whole lot of other cigars, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, but my uh, pri- in Steve's prior employment, I-, I really enjoyed his Papas Fritas and Dirty Rat. So,
5: wow, yeah,
4: yeah, so you had a real deal. You man.
5: are tougher than I am, uh-huh. that's for sure.
4: <laughs> well, you've been uh coming to see me for years. I I'd mm. see you at, at trade shows and, and especially TAAs. I miss you guys uh, not being there and being able to spend time with you in there. But uh, hopefully they'll, they'll uh, get their smarts together and uh, welcome you back into it. I, I hope so anyway. Um, but I had met Steve that visited me way back uh, in the East Boston days, so oh 20, 25 years ago. Mm. And I remember the first time him coming in and actually asking for drugstore cigars basically he was looking for uh
5: blackjack Black rigolettos. rigolettos. Mm-hmm.
4: this is for my father-in-law it's not for me I'm yeah. uh, actually apologizing <laughs> that this isn't for me but i don't even yeah. know him
5: yeah, embarrassed uh, almost yeah. Oh, yeah and
4: he said yeah do, do you have them and i said yeah i do and he says oh good uh i said would you like some or whatever and he says how many do you have and i said well how many do you want and he said how many do you have and i said <laughs> i have a whole bunch of them and he says i'll take three boxes and then it started, now I'm going shopping for me, and then showed me that he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> and not that there was anything wrong with that, but it was a low price cigar and what your dad liked. Right. So uh, that's how it started with me anyway. How about where did it start with you? Where did you meet Steve?
7: Um, that's, it's kind of funny. I had a good friend in the military, and I said to him, I, I'd like a pen pal, just a pen pal. Wasn't looking for a boyfriend, let alone a husband. And the next week, he brought Steve back. And I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't want to date. I wasn't looking for that. But we went out, had a good time. And he kept, he was stationed in Norfolk at the time. So he ended up riding his motorcycle every weekend, eight hours from Norfolk to Pennsylvania to see me. And uh, we only knew each other four months when we got married.
4: Wow, no yeah. kidding. Yeah,
7: we were, we knew, it, you know, we just really knew. We clicked. We've now been married over 33 years. Wow, congratulations. So uh, yeah.
5: it sounds like he was quite the ladies' man. Um, I mean, an eight hour drive, that is no small task well, no, to come visit on somebody a mot- on a motorcycle. On a motorcycle <laughs> every <laughs> weekend. Yeah,
7: that's how I knew he was serious. I, I mean, he really. He went all out. He really did. Now I'm gonna um, ask you a
5: question right now mm-hmm. that you may not want to answer, and it's okay if you don't answer it. All right. Is he as opinionated at home as he is when we see him out here? <laughs> yes. yes <Okay>. Of course. <laughs> all right. I can even answer that.
4: <laughs> he couldn't shut this off. It's not yeah, make believe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no,
7: no, that that's Steve's personality and he's always been that way. He's he's ever since ever since I mean, he was a teen we were teenagers when we got married. And he has always been that way. Always. Cigar
5: smoker the whole time as well?
7: No. He started smoking in the Navy. Not as uh, much as he does now, obviously. Yeah. But then he, because he was enlisted and we were really poor, so he didn't get to buy a lot of cigars. But he did start smoking on, on the ship and, and it grew into a passion. And, and he really, he just really loves cigars and tobacco and all everything about it. So, yes, he is.
1: Do you remember what cigar he started smoking?
7: I don't. Um, I know that back in the day, he used to like La Aurora. One of his very favorites was uh, e- uh, Ernesto Carrillo's uh, La- yeah, La- La Gloria, Gloria Cubana, Cubana mm-hmm. back when he was in Miami. Yeah. And he loved that cigar. He smoked
4: was, way back. Yeah. Yeah. I've known, I've known not Steve as long as you, but I got. <laughs> I have 25 years in myself. You
7: probably mm-hmm. know the, the cigar part a yes. little better. <laughs>
4: I, and, and some of the stories are fantastic. Oh, boy. So... <laughs> Four months into it he proposes to you. you no, know, four months into it we were married. Okay, so when did the <laughs> proposal happen?
7: Um, we probably knew each other about six weeks. Whoa. It was quick. So and his I, fifth
5: I, his fifth eight hour drive, he's like, you know what, let's just make this official.
7: <laughs> if I'm gonna <laughs> drive all this way, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what he was thinking. But yeah, he 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 was smart though. He he asked me the he asked my dad, he talked to my dad first and then he um, he asked me the week before he came up with a ring, and he said, what would you say if I asked you to marry me? I, I said it would be a fool not to. and uh, oh my Not goodness. to say yes. And, and Goosebumps. It, so the next week he came mm-hmm. up with a ring and did the whole one knee thing. And, oh, and my it was goodness, official, Steve,
5: and, you crazy. So, nope. So, kidding.
7: <laughs> so he was hedging his bets long before. He,
5: and he, did Talk did, about a brass <laughs> set. You're, I mean, you're, you're seeing somebody for six weeks, and you go to her dad and say, all right, listen, this is old school. I've been right. seeing her for that long. I mean, the the nerves alone that I, I I wouldn't be able to do it. I would just be like, you know what? I'm just going to keep driving and your my dad motorcycle. Dad didn't go into hours. you guys how they know each other. You know? No,
7: no, no. My dad was really cool with it. Wow. Steve has always had a lot of confidence in himself. He's no. ne- He is, He's he is. never been. <laughs> so that is has always been there from before I met him. So he, he's definitely always been a confident guy. And I think you know, my dad thought he she's in good hands. It's all right. <laughs>
4: So your dad smokes cigars anyway, and he's smoking cigars. So you're okay with, you know, a, a lot of women. You got to stop that c- cigar smoke, and it's too. Nah, you were okay with nah, you like it, it?
7: it's what he likes. And, it's and, what he
4: enjoys. And you grew up with the smell anyway, you know.
7: So. Oh yeah, yeah. My dad smoked in the house for a very long time until my mom finally said, "Can you would you smoke outside, please?" And uh, and he did. And uh, much to many c- hardcore cigar smokers' horror, he would. Um, and this cigar, he would smoke maybe half and put it down outside and come back hours later and finish it off. That was just it's doable his, hours so.
5: later. That, I yeah. got no issue with that. And he would
4: sit there with your dad and have a cigar with him, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
7: yeah. He would talk. They would talk baseball and football and whatever, whatever they wanted to chat about. And uh, they, my, my dad and Steve got along really, really well so
5: did they see eye to eye politically because sometimes that can be a a thing that kind of separates families
7: well my dad's kind of funny he was a democrat and we were we're both very conservative but at the same time we think he was a closet republican because he he followed along a lot of conservative views but he was you know my dad was a democrat so i'm a democrat it had nothing to do with liberal conservative it was really just party lines so so but they did they you know they sparred a little bit not too much but, but, you know, like I said, he loved Steve. And once he got in the scar business, pff, that just threw him over the top.
5: <laughs> so, do you guys smoke in the house? Yes. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we have. Well,
7: Steve has a, an office. He does not actually work in our headquarters. He works in his own office at home where he can smoke. We work in a smoke-free environment.
4: Yeah, because the, the building itself you yeah. is non-smoke. Yeah, so, you're not so gonna get, get a, lot a of new work. building. <laughs> right. Hopefully,
7: buy more cigars. We'll get a new building. <laughs> but, um, no, my uh, my dad and Steve just really it's loved awesome. each other and got along. And, and I think for for my dad. He loved it whenever Steve had all the blends, the test blends.
4: So he would play would, with them?
7: They would all go to my dad because, you know, Steve's like, what am I going to do with these? And we would just ship them to my dad, and he would smoke them. The bad thing about, like, these cigars, he loved them so much. We would get a bunch in, and we had to allocate them because he would smoke them so fast <laughs> that he would... I mean, he smoked probably three, 4,000 of these before he died, so... He, he would just go through them too quickly yeah. and we'd have to slow him down
4: and put a leash on it. Did he get to see the beginning of Dunbot and Tobacco and Trust?
7: Uh, very slightly. Yeah, We had just been to the trade show. He visited us before the, the first trade show. Yeah. And we went, came back, and then um, and then we he was around... Just a few more months before yeah. he passed. So we moved into our building while he was, um, I was with my dad in hospice yes, right. while Steve was opening that yeah. putting the I, building in. I remember
4: in. while that was going on. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I say that you keep the cigar going. <laughs> you know, as, as, a, as a something for him and always remember him. And
7: It's great. It's just not cost effective ah. because it has to age for two to three years yeah. before. If you tried this cigar out of the gate, you probably would have hated it.
5: But Peep, somebody likes it. He, he likes he did. it. <laughs> just charge
1: all- 50 bucks for him. Yeah. Limited release. Come out with them every beginning of June for Father's Day. Oh, that's
4: ah, fun.
1: Good, good, have
7: yeah, yeah, yeah we'll have to get some more. Well, we, we don't have many left. We we save a lot of them for special occasions. Stop making them,
4: Steve. I know he's going to be listening to the show. If he's not now, he's, he's going to be listening to it soon. He,
7: he does share these now and then, and when he does, whoever smokes them says, you got to make this, yeah. you got to make it.
4: Yeah, just for the memory of it and, and to remember him by, and it's, it's an awesome thing.
7: Maybe, we'll see.
4: Yeah? Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's get, it, get into a little of, of Steve's likes and, and dislikes What's Steve's favorite food? French fries. French fries. <laughs> There's Pop, no no Pop hesitation. <laughs> never met Fritas? a never mm. met a French fry he didn't like. French fries, barbecue. Yeah.
7: Oh yeah, this whole Southwest thing he's doing right now, he is gonna be eating barbecue almost every day. He loves his barbecue. That was an easy question.
4: Okay. <laughs> How about hobbies and interests not cigar related?
7: I think most people know that he likes the fish. Yes. He posts a lot about that online. He loves the fish. Um, and he, he loves, I think the thing they don't know that he likes is he likes all that apocalyptic stuff. If it's got a zombie in it,
4: he's really? watching it. Oh, right. yeah. That's the stuff he watches on TV. Oh, I, yeah. I knew him <laughs> when I first met him as a hunter. He used to. He he
7: hasn't done that in years. It's
4: a lot of work, and he just hasn't kept up with it. Yeah, because I never hear him mention it or anything, but I remember the guy I first met and stuff. He did. Yeah. He
7: did when we first moved here. Um, He still likes to shoot when he has the opportunity, but we don't get to do that too much. We're so busy with the business. Right. You know, his hobby is a lot of... A lot of zombie watching.
4: <laughs> well, his hobby, when I met him, he was in the computer field. Yes. Um, and his hobby was cigars. And then he mm-hmm. got into the hobby. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little to blame of pushing him and pushing him that as he would be hanging out and stuff, I said, Steve, get in it. Get in And And people know that I tell them the opposite. When they say to get into the cigar business, I say, you really don't want to do it. It's not what you think. Mm-hmm. But he actually knew uh, as a consumer, my God, he was all in. Yeah, I mean, when he gets into something, he's so deep.
7: He read everything. Yeah, I can't tell you the. He books, wrote everything. The books that we have, and that was before he started up with Nexus. Well, the, there was so, no, there was know. no
5: internet way back when he started smoking cigars. That's so true. you really had to go to the library or go mm-hmm. to a bookstore and buy a book on cigars and hope that what you were reading was accurate and really not much to be able to compare and contrast the information. Is he a bad Simon Says player, <laughs> or did he just need a break from all the winning at the Two Guys Smoke Shop 32nd Anniversary Party?
7: No, he, he had been coming off of some serious uh, bronchitis type, type stuff, and, and I knew he wasn't feeling quite up to the physical part of it. Gotcha. So I, that's why I Simon Says is it. very physical as,
5: a <laughs> game, as games <laughs> go. It's,
7: it's a lot of mental, and my, my brain doesn't work that fast, so... When,
5: when I ever saw you walk up, and just to give people that weren't at the anniversary party a picture... <laughs> So that all the manufacturers have to come up in their smoking jackets provided by Smoky Joe's Clothing, and they all come up, and we get a picture. And now they've got to play Simon Says with Steve Max, and kind of tucked a little bit in the back. And if, yeah. if it wasn't for Steve Max pointing it out, we wouldn't have even seen you back there. <laughs> yeah. He said, "No, no, you need to you need to step out in the front for the picture." And here you are with the sleeves hanging down. <laughs> the I mean, you look like a little kid in your dad's jacket. <laughs> yes, I felt and, that way. And you you uh you did huge. a good job.
7: It was a, it's a huge jacket for me. Yes.
4: <laughs> so. Yeah, we tried to match everybody to the Steve's Like, it's not going to fit me. I said, it's going to fit you. It's going to be perfect. I, I tried to do everything, and why wouldn't you get up and do this? But he, he was sick, and yeah, uh, he, was,
7: he was just the, he had such bad bronchitis that yeah. it, was, it was we we couldn't even sleep in the same room for like a week. It was just he was keep waking me up all the time. So does he snore? Well, he used to.
1: Okay, because then it would have been a good thing.
7: Well, no, he has a, a CPAP, ah, okay. so the that? snoring's gone. <laughs> so there's something people probably don't know. There, there's going
1: to be
4: a lot of questions. So boxes of briefs, uh, boxers. Boxes. Saw that Bo- coming. Yeah. Why do we need that? Right. It was <laughs> either that or a thong. Okay, that wasn't happening.
5: <laughs> Is there a? You guys get a, an awful lot of samples as you're checking different blends. Is there a secret Cindy Saka blend that we should know about? No. No. I
7: I don't have the. The tobacco knowledge to do that, Mm. he does. He's very, very good at his palate. Oh, he's amazing! Is very refined. He knows exactly what he wants, and then he'll make what he wants. He'll and he tests. Hundreds of blends of tabacchettas, and he'll he'll have them roll them up, and he'll bring them home, and he'll smoke through mm-hmm. them, and say, okay, this one's good for the burn, this one's good for the spice, this one's good for the this, and he has he has that all in his head, and he knows what he wants.
1: The so. chat room, Michael Howe, wanted to know if you have any input on that. Like, do you smoke the test blends and go? No, nah, I don't think you're right. I think it should be this one.
7: I do get to smoke them, mm-hmm. but. In the end, it's Steve's choice. It's, it's you know, I'll give him, I'll tell him things. Yeah. Um, one of the things that he really liked with the Sober Mesa when we first smoked it, you can taste, a, it's almost like the baking powder, the really high-end Dutch pressed cocoa in that blend. And you can taste that, and I could taste that right away. And he, he liked that flavor description as opposed to, you know, just chocolate. Yeah. So But it, it has that little bit of a flavor to it so but i do get to taste them all
4: when he was so. doing liga pavada i went down to florida and uh he had them all lined up and he said i want you to try these with me sitting here and try all the different ones i think there was like 15 of them and i, I had all of them going at the same time and trying it <laughs> and i said it's absolutely number seven i said seven is it and all this stuff he goes yeah you got it wrong <laughs> and i'm like what do you mean yeah. you're asking me which one i like i'm telling you it's not it's number seven he goes no it's you know, his what's wrong with number seven? He says it's got to it's got to be nine. I try nine. I go, no way, it's seven. And I <laughs> said, well, why are we doing this? You know, it, you, you, you've <laughs> you, made your decision. Anyway. I've had
5: a very similar conversation <laughs> with you <Yes>. many <laughs> times. <laughs> yes, it is.
4: So I don't know. You, you you're hoping that the guy says number nine to you also, and then you feel like, okay, I got this right or something. But it was number seven, and no, it isn't. It's I- number nine. And uh, listen. At the end of it, you saw what ended up happening. I yeah. guess I guess he nailed it. He nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so not a problem. So does Steve do any of the cooking at home?
7: Steve can cook. Yeah, but he doesn't right. most of the time. He he loves to use a smoker. That's a big favorite right. thing of his. Um, and uh, if I ask him to help, he will. But he's not really, uh, as you can probably guess, is. Him helping is not exactly his truck He'll be in charge. Okay. (laughs) So I usually will shoo him out so I can do what I got to do.
4: And uh, how about the nickname Sasquatch? Where did that come about?
7: I don't really know. You don't even know? I think he just started posting that that, Sasquatch thing, and I think that just came about organically. How hairy is he really? Not as hairy as he used to be. (laughs)
5: <laughs> Do tell. <laughs>
0: no. well, yeah. Do you have oh, a you Brazilian have- reasons why no, he's no, not no, his no, hairy? <laughs> no, 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 no. He used to have hair on know. his head.
7: <laughs> As, he used to have hair on his head. That was a long time ago. He he uh, <coughs> he lost his hair pretty early. Does he shave <laughs>
5: because you like it, or does he shave because he really should be shaving?
7: He does that for himself. He he doesn't like to have the fringe.
5: And what about ends, the, uh, the patented goatee? Uh, goatee that he's got going on there?
7: That he started, I think, at Drew Estate. Yeah. He used to have a full beard. Yeah. It used to be the whole big thing and and of course since he balded very early he used to have the fringe around the head going into the beard and when he got down there, he just didn't like it. Plus, Florida's awfully hot. Oh yeah. So he decided to just shave everything, and it, and he did that early on too, when he was young. But it, it, he had darker hair then, and it used to scare little children. So he stopped. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now no, they love him. <laughs> yeah, right.
7: Well, there's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> he does actually get along well with little kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
5: okay.
4: they love him. They love him. All right. He was uh, he when he when he went down to Florida and here you guys were in New Hampshire for a lot of years moving down to Miami and with the Jewish State thing. Each time I talked to him, he goes, "I hate it here. We're moving. I can't stand the neighborhood." He moves again, and then you move into the tower. And I went and saw yep. you guys there, and I hate it here too. And <laughs> how, how did you feel about Florida?
7: I hated it. You hated it, it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did not like it at all. It was too hot, too sweaty. Um, I missed the seasons. Yeah? I really missed the seasons, yeah. It was either raining or really raining.
4: And what was your career? Did you leave a career to end up moving down there?
7: Uh, No, I didn't. I I was, at that point, I had left my my job. I was working in the print industry and technology. And I left that to go... To Florida um I, I left it a couple years before but okay. but um I just never wanted to go back to it I don't really like sitting at a desk all day yeah <laughs> yeah
4: and so. what do you do now
5: I besides sit at, well, sitting actually, at the couch no. eating bonbons all I, day
7: I, I, I sit at a desk all day selling yeah. cigars but I have a second job so I teach Pilates oh okay So that gets me up and oh moving. that's good nice so
4: yeah and you can't get Steve into that at all huh I will. Yes. I will. All right. <laughs> is there a
5: is there a thing about Steve that nobody knows but you? And I'm not asking you to get kinky over here. Just you know, <laughs> keep it to Hobby's interest, Maybe a pet name you guys have for each other. Something that our listeners may want to hear.
7: Wow, that's a tough one because I think he pretty much lays it all out there. Um, but I think, like I was just saying about him and kids, people think he's he's like. I think we're both. Here comes my plug. I'm waiting for grandchildren. <laughs>
8: Ah, <laughs> so there
7: goes my plug for my boys. Yeah, you got
4: two boys. Yeah,
7: but um, it, we have friends in Florida that have children, and one of them is my goddaughter. And whenever we go to visit, the, the kids all just run and jump on him, and he plays with them. And he's had some very tender moments in playing with them. He, he was playing baking cookies with one of the girls' moms. I do not see this at all. No, yeah, not at so all. Those, <laughs> those are the things. That, that is the big
4: surprise. Yeah, there it is. He,
7: he took, uh, she was maybe four, and they were playing pretend baking cookies, and he was telling her to be careful with the knife, even though it was plastic. So, yeah. so be careful you don't cut yourself, and now we're going to decorate the cookies. So, yeah, he has that soft. Softer
1: so side for, of soccer. Yeah. Soccer in an easy-bake oven. Yeah.
7: <laughs> doesn't compute, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't.
5: It's kind of arousing, actually. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what you see in it. <laughs>
4: So was there a plan B you got so you end up leaving Drew Estates and uh so he has a non compete was there a plan B of non cigar industry? No. No? No. Was, I always knew it was gonna come yeah. back to this,
7: yeah. Always knew it. It was always in our heads and he thought about it a lot yeah. during that period of time. So at some point, sometimes he'll say we should have been, become a retailer, but we got too many friends here yeah, that are retailers. He said it, we he said it to me. Do. I said,
4: come on in. but it, Because it always looks so much easier on the outside. Yeah. And, and, the, and the same goes for you guys. That oh, yeah. People that get into that, and that, oh, this must be easy. But you see the things that happen. It's, yeah. Not so easy. There's, a, there's a lot of
5: husband and wife teams in the cigar industry, and some seem to get along very well, and some maybe you can see some troubles coming down the road. How do you feel about working side-by-side with Steve and and kind of making this the family business?
7: Well, the really great thing about us as a couple is that we are kind of opposite, and we both have really big strengths that are totally different. And so my strengths really work for him, and his strengths help me. So we do very well together as a team. And no
5: issue when he goes on the road and he's driving for 10 hours in the truck?
7: He's nuts, but besides that, I mean. I hope he's safe out there, and, and you know, I, I we talk every day, so it's not even a, um, you know, that we don't talk for a long time. But we, we, we get along so well, and we know each other so well, we've been together forever, that um, this works out fairly well. Although this was a big learning curve for me. Yeah. This, this whole business was a big, you know, the business side of it was a big learning curve, so.
4: But the family business aspect to it, and you brought your son in also, mm-hmm. do, are you happy you did this, or are you saying, well, we – some issues to this, and
7: not really. No, no it's been no. good. Yeah, it's been working out. All right, right? it's been it's been going well so far. so far. Well, your
5: relationship really started with kind of a long distance thing going on. So I would imagine that if anybody's relationship could survive long distance travel and being away from each other for a few weeks at a time, it would be you guys.
7: Yeah, we we have always been apart.
1: Do you welcome the uh, lack of... Excuse me. Do you welcome the lack of opinionation Mm -hmm. when he's on the road? Like, oh, it's quiet. This is nice.
7: It's too quiet. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But for the the first couple weeks, it's all right. You know, I have a lot going on and all these other things I'm doing. So it kind of... It just takes a little time to adjust. And then when he comes home, it'll be another time of adjustment
4: that he's home. Right. So thank you. There we go. So uh, I'm thinking you guys... uh, Go on a date? I don't know. You have date night that you go out, and uh, what what would be the perfect date night for you guys?
7: Well, we don't really go out, but but we'll order Chinese and sit and watch movies. All right, and that's our that's our date.
4: And and are you forced to watch a zombie apocalypse movie? Not always. Yeah.
5: Not always. So every once in a while, you sneak in a little Love Actually, and you're all set.
7: The Notebook. Uh, he won't he won't admit i mean he'll admit that he watched it <laughs> but he probably won't admit that he got teary oh end, so,
5: see this yeah. is see this now that was the, the juice i was looking for in my last question
4: <laughs>
7: <laughs> no though that kind of movie pops up now and then but there's a lot of action movies too so i i, I had a family full of guys
4: right no right. girls so yeah we've
7: seen every action movie every stallone movie Every Indiana Jones movie, every Planet of the Apes movie. I'm very well versed in guy (laughs) movies. Nice. Is there any
1: movie that he watches repeatedly that you're like, oh no, not this one again?
7: Hmm. I don't think so. He's always looking for new stuff. Yeah. He's, Mm. yeah. And, And sometimes it's really, like I said, this apocalyptic zombies and all that sort of thing. He'll watch the cheesiest stuff, the really bad, not a B movie, like a D movie.
8: Yeah. He'll
7: watch that at night when he's bored and can't sleep. He'll watch something like that, and then he'll he'll say, well, I don't know why I watched that. It was awful. <laughs> so
5: Now, for, from our, uh, getting a little bit more real, <coughs> with the uh, FDA stuff kind of looming over all of our heads, obviously Steve is always going to have blends made for him, and he'll always be playing with tobacco, but do you feel that he is... Eventually, going to feel like he's missing something, where he can't bring something to market. If he find, stumbles across the next big thing in his mind, is that going to hurt?
7: I don't know if it'll hurt, but it, it sure is. It's always on our minds. You know, can we can we make anything new? We when when the FDA deeming rule came down and we had to get everything in the country, he was crazy straight out busy for about five months, just trying to get everything in before that August eighth deadline. He did. He yeah. brought in. Um, and we had to have every SKU. It wasn't just a blend. You right. had to have every SKU you were going to sell. This one happened to come into the country long before that, so we did manage to get it in. So it, that's another thing that well,
5: probably has the years a on little, it too. a little uh, in my mind. Anyways, a little crazy not to consider bringing this to market, even if you did, as Barry said, it's a Father's Day special right. because you have pre-FDA
7: it, exactly regulations and and that is it's always in the back of our minds that you know we can't really. Will continue to grow, but can we bring anything new in? And um, and the FDA is extremely limited that for us. And and all the other, every manufacturer goes sure. through the same thing. They're all thinking, well, this is it. So we can only hope that uh, something comes around the corner and lifts that regulation, so we don't have to deal with it.
5: Fingers crossed.
7: Yeah, no kidding.
4: <laughs> all right, you watch a TV show together? A lot, Yes. Yes. W- which is the what's the show? Oh, it's on. Come on.
7: Um, right now, it would be Walking Dead.
4: Oh, all right. Zombies. Zombies.
7: fear And Fear of the Walking Dead because it's all the I same stuff. I was looking stuff. for
4: Dancing with the Stars or something like that. But no. 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 I don't see Will that. and Grace. If, if,
7: yeah. if he's watching a, a reality show, it's always those gold, the Alaskan gold miners. All right. Those guys, the guys that make the knives, the Forged and Fire oh, guys. Oh, yeah,
5: I love that show. Yeah,
7: that's kind of his fan. thing. Anything with... Um, You know, like uh, the shooting, any of the shooting contests, or he used to like the, uh, Steve Austin had a, like a, a uh, it was like a contest, a physical contest, and these were mostly like military SEALs and people that had serious,
4: Uh serious Uh abilities. He's a guy's guy, that's it. How about a useless talent, does he have some sort of talent? useless but this... here's more <laughs> juice for you yeah. <laughs> nice
7: when Steve when when our boys were young he learned a lot of things to kind of entertain them and one of the things he learned how to do was magic tricks and juggling and he can make some pretty mean, ah, some pretty mean balloon animals too really <laughs> so next we, time he's, he's on, on the on? show <laughs> <laughs> we are bringing those
5: stretchy balloons
7: sorry honey
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want a unicorn oh, is, damn it
4: this is good stuff
5: right here <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Next show, we'll have to do that, and you guys will have to do Pilates. Jonathan and Sokka doing Pilates. Hey,
7: you can do it. for everybody. Oh, my God. (laughs) The chat
1: room wants to see it. I can still do a
4: backbend. (laughs) Is is the chat room asking anything you should uh, No, they want to
1: see Sokka do Pilates (laughs) on a future show.
4: (laughs) We all do. We all do. How about songs, music? Is he into certain kind of music?
7: Uh, he, Steve listens to just about everything um, when he's really concentrating he'll play classical
4: oh. so that
7: will just to kind of get his
4: brain centers kind
7: him. of going yeah but in, in the truck when he's driving on the highway he'll be listening to a lot of uh, heavy metal
4: really little
7: kid rock little
4: really nabble, I can yeah. see that it's I don't see rough it. and tumble
5: yeah
7: yeah. but then there's always Johnny Cash so you know well, you know.
5: can't go wrong with Johnny Cash but
7: not on the road how the about road a
5: concert ahead. the
4: last concert you guys went together
7: We've only been to one concert together. Only one?
4: <laughs> oh, you got to take her to a concert. Are you kidding?
7: It was, um, I wanted to see the Black Eyed Peas, yeah. and the opening was the Pussycat Dolls. All right. Wow.
5: So, 2004, 2005?
7: It was a long time. Well, probably seven, maybe. We were in Florida at okay. the time, so yeah. All right. So...
5: So,
4: for our uh, listeners who own cigar shops, and there's a lot of them out there, and they don't carry Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust cigars, how does somebody get a hold of you to do that?
7: They can email us at info at dunbartontobacco, uh, dttcigars.com. Sorry, info, D-T-T-Cigars. info at dttcigars.com.
4: And you'll and, get back to them. And
7: I, myself and my my new account manager, Vaughn. Speaking who, of who, which, who, that's, that's right. Yeah. So
4: this is your first hire.
7: Outside the family, yeah. Yes. yes.
4: Congratulations to Yvonne. So, yeah. so how, where did, how did she come about?
7: Um, well, I've known Yvonne via Facebook okay. for, well oh, gosh, a year, maybe a year and a half or so. And then Steve went to an event and um, and met her. And he said, you know, we need somebody to help with account management. And, and we
4: know he acts quick. Gets he gets married he in, in, in a he short does. period of time. So anything <laughs> and, could happen.
7: And, and he said, uh, I think she's, she's great. I met her and I like her. She's very personable. I think she'd be great. And I said, oh, I know her. <laughs> and, and he said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, I really like her because she, she's very active on social media. So you'll see some other pictures from today on her Facebook. Post. And you packed yeah. her up and moved her out? No, she was in the process of moving up here anyway. Oh, so fam- family is up here. It, oh, it, how re- fate
4: works out. It did. It yeah. really worked
7: out, and uh, we had we had been talking to her since uh, probably May or June. And May and June and July is just a bad time to hire somebody. You're always getting ready for the trade show. Right. Yeah. There's a lot going on, and so um, she was coming up for September, October, and we were like, "We're ready. Let's hire you." For she started a couple weeks ago.
4: Wow, so, so awesome! Congratulations so rock and to you. Rolling. We'll look for her around there too. Cindy Socket, thank you for doing this. Thank you, I enjoyed it. Oh, oh good. I'm gonna good. have
7: to relight. I've been talking
4: so yes, much. Yes, that's today. what <laughs> ends up happening. So, uh, thank you. We're gonna go to break right now. Uh, when we come back, it was in the early nine. It was in the early nineties that cigar brand, uh, um, this brand we're gonna smoke, made an appearance. A little fanfare. Despite that, Altadas. Bought it from Swisher for big money, and a name change was made. Sounds a little confusing, but uh, it started off as Siglo. Now it's Studio, as far as I'm concerned. So we're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This is Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United
0: Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raphael Nodel has traveled to Spain where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore.
6: In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends, the Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil. Of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno,
0: a majestic cigar, to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionato. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the U.S.A. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com.
5: The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. The La
4: Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar
8: who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino this yep
3: is the Cigar Authority. That's right, the authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Just too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out, out
6: of the cigar industry.
3: Keep
6: our With your host, come the other. David Garofalo. on, the David Garofalo. Count of three. Name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready?
3: One. Two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know
9: what? I respect women. I
0: love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them.
9: A-
1: Very stunning. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former Grange now about to become uh-huh. the Masters Champion.
3: It's uh-huh. time to light them up. Favorite non pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good for- housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority.
1: Did we just become
5: best friends. Yep.
4: And we are back with our number two broadcasting live. From the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Soundstage, located at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority.
5: And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top Ten Educational Podcasts by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened-to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio, at its finest, The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Time for the quick coffee break. We
4: are in Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It is a cafe.
5: Let's uh, take note as Barista Sean comes up to deliver our gun stock in the French press. Not only does his hair match the backdrop, but he is wearing a shirt with a lion on it. Ah, which he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know, but this is what a coincidence this is, that the insignia for Liga Pravada was a lion. Come on yeah, up, Barista yeah. Sean.
4: Yeah, this was the Liga Pravada insignia. What, what else would it possibly be?
5: So this is a French press. This is the French press, and we've got the gun stock, which I know we've, we've got the gun stock going on a lot. It's my favorite right now.
4: Yeah, and we're just serving it a different way, which right. makes it taste a little different. It
5: certainly does. It changes the, the notes.
4: So the French press would be uh, mulling the (coughs) grinds in there for a long period of time? About three
5: minutes, and then you press them out. Yeah. And that's going to be for Mr. Sullivan in the corner.
1: Look at how pink his hair is. I went from being like at the little kid's table on Thanksgiving and now on front and center. Yeah, what do you think? I kind of like it. Yeah? I kind of like it. All right. Don't don't expect that's going to last. No, I'll be back over there before you know it.
5: Yeah. Are you saying I'm um, failing? No, no, no I, mean mean, in, okay. I mean gonna in gonna Jonathan back C. In C. He's going to be back in C3. Oh. I don't like changing my headset, so it bothers me when I have to give it up. And do, my headset's now under the table. Do I get a vote on that or no? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. So uh, here's, here's a cigar uh, been out there for uh, quite a while called Studio 21. And that is the name of the studio that we're in. Just so you know, where did this name Studio 21 Podcast Cafe come from? It came from this cigar, and later we'll tell you about where this cigar came from, but Barry, what do you know about this cigar?
1: Well, Studio 21 is manufactured in the Dominican Republic at the Tobiton factory, and today we have spoken to number two, which is a Lonsdale that measures 6 by 44 and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers. It's the second cigar from the Cigar Authority Care package and it carries a price tag of 3.89 per cigar.
4: 3.89.
1: 3.89, but it gets even better. The box retails for 59.99, which is a saving of $17.81 or just over 22% off of the single price at Two twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try Two twoguyscigars.com. That's the number 2 guyscigars.com.
4: So, a $3 cigar is it possible that this can be any good as a $3 cigar? I know it is.
1: I remember the first time we smoked this. Yeah. We were driving down to Connecticut to that famous pizzeria. Yes. Was it Pepe's? Pepe's, yeah. Pepe. yeah. Frank and, Pepe. And you gave it to us in the car without a band.
5: Okay. Just to see.
1: And see you, how it would react. Yeah. And not I'll not save one that.
5: Person, not one person guessed less. Than a $9 cigar. Mm -hmm. Because that's part of the blind. So you mentioned
4: Tabadone. For those that don't know Tabadone, they make some very fancy cigars, very expensive, fancy cigars in there. They're Davidoff. Yes, they do. So that's who makes this cigar and has been making the cigar since it came out in the 90s. It's long filler. So, you know, we'll get a little into it. Right now it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So, this this is the number two. Doesn't it seem awful thin? What's the ring gauge on this cigar? Six again?
1: by 44, so it's six by a 44 40. ring gauge. There's
4: a whole bunch of sizes, but There's this is the 44 for some reason.
5: On the cold draw, I'm going to come up with a word right now. It is, it's its Davidoffy.
4: Davidoffy. There's mm-hmm. a little...
5: Mm-hmm. There's just that subtle note, uh, just a small amount. It's not full-on Davidoff, I'm not saying that, but just a small little hint where you can you could pick that up right out of the gate.
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of hay, a little bit of that barnyard feel to it. And some umami going on in there.
5: We're going to light our Studio 21 today with the Black Label Dictator. Named after Steve Sock. No, it's not. No. <laughs> this is uh, this is the second edition of the Flat Flame series by Black Label. Easy push button, starting. Uh, it'll also act as a cigar rest, and there is a very very small flip out bullet punch on the side. The Black Label Dictator with its Flat Flame retails for one nineteen ninety nine. Here we go. Boy, it seems st- it seems like a. a um...
4: Not a Lonsdale. It seems it is a Lonsdale. It's like a it kind of has that Lancero yeah. feel
1: to it. You know, Lancero comes in at what, 38? So.
4: So I'll tell you a little about this. In the mid 90s, Swisher International, the parent company now at Drew Estates, attempted three times to get into the premium cigar business. They tried all sorts of things like the Optimo Classico, Optimo, which was their low end machine made drugstore cigar that we talked about before, and they made the premium Optimo classical. The problem with that is people said Optimo. I'm not paying that kind of money for an Optimo. I'm not smoking Optimo. This is uh, some of the mistakes, I thought, as they went along. They tried the a Sweet Premium Selection. That went nowhere. They tried the uh, Bering Hallmark, another <coughs> Bering drugstore cigar, the Bering Hallmark. No luck. So then they ended up trying other cigars Uh, Because they were in Santiago, Dominican Republic. They came out of a brand called Santiago Silk. Not so good. Uh, Didn't do so well. Shakespeare. Now they're going Shakespeare. They're going a little after the Romeo and Juliet type things and try Shakespeare. And then in 1996, they did Siglo 21. Not Studio 21. Siglo 21. Well, this one was the winner, I thought. So we really got behind it, and it was only actually a couple of us retailers that were really behind the cigar. The cigar sizes were numbered, one through six, and it was a salute to the 21st century. Made in Santiago, Dominican Republic, as I say, and priced right. It was really a good price like this cigar was. I put a lot of energy, effort into the cigar. Uh, It it was, uh, I believe, us and Corona in Florida were the two people actually pushing and selling (coughs) the cigar. And... uh, Later, uh, they came out with a Siglo Limited Reserve and a Siglo Limited Reserve Maduro uh, trying to go back into the high price with the success that they're having on a few retailers. That but are not behind. realizing
5: that it was a complete failure when you took uh, a name from a lower-priced item, mm. used that name in the higher-priced item people aren't doing it yeah they, they weren't
4: asking my my recommendation and believe me we we tried all these things as it came on but the winner was the Siglo 21. in 2007 I get a call from Swisher and they said we are going to stop selling you Siglo 21 and we will buy in them hundreds of boxes at a time
5: yeah I mean we were lots, really I'm behind sure.
4: them yeah and um I said really yep we're not gonna actually sell them to you anymore so I I whatever I, I could do on my last run, we piled up. And what happened was they took all their inventory and they sold it to Altatus. Altatus at that time, was it, I believe they were Altatus at the time still. And I'm like, what is this all about? And Altatus wouldn't even sell them to us. So they started selling it on their online presence and sure. stuff. And we had so many customers that were on it that I went into panic mode at that point and I said, what the hell am I gonna end up doing now that I have so many people, I built such a loyal following onto the cigar and it was so good that I said, let me come up with something that looks like it and sounds like it and hopefully tastes like it or better.
5: Let me guess, you dove headfirst into your disco days. That's
4: right, and went to Studio 21.
5: Was your DJ named Disco Dave and don't lie?
4: In certain times, Okay. In certain Just places, checking. because I play different places, so at certain places. Um, so I wanted something that would come close to that, and I got some of them, and I went to go see Hanky Kellner. And I said, I want something like this, you know, see what you can do, and this is where it's priced at. And he came out with this fabulous cigar that became Studio 21 and made in Santiago, Dominican Republic, which is where that was, so I was going to get some of that thing, and I'm like blown away by this cigar. So this became my uh, knockoff, basically, or where am I going to take a customer that was on Siglo 21 and bring them over to Studio 21. Uh, 2008, I get a lawsuit from them, from Altatus, and I thought it was going to actually be on this. But it wasn't. It was on La Giana Havana. And what does this have to do with that? Because I had La Giana Havana come out in 1994. Here we are, 2008. And they're giving me a lawsuit on La Giana Havana. And at the same time, they sued Zycar on their Havana Collection accessories.
5: So HC, I'll, right? To connect some dots, Altadas being half of Habanos. Yeah. Use, going after trade, the trademark Havana for if and when the embargo ever lifts, yes. they can bring their stuff so to the U.S.
4: Zycar um, changes from Havana Collection to HC. And I dropped my trademark, but I continue, because I went and saw the lawyer and they said, you can continue to have this product. It's been out since since 1994. They'd lose the lawsuit. If they did, give up the trademark, just let it go, and continue to have the product. They can't stop it. You have first right of it and whatever, so we continued La Giannavana. Um, uh, and I say that because in 2008, the same year I ended up getting this, Altadas discontinues Siglo 21. They bought it in 2007, would not sell it to us, take the lawsuit on the Havana, and then discontinue Siglo 21. And I'm like, what the hell is this all about? So I don't even have to worry about they have a problem with us and Siglo 21 because they discontinue it anyway. Right. Uh, 2009, they introduced a brand called Siglo. And Siglo was in a yellow tube, yellow band. It looked like it was a ripoff of Cohiba. And Cohiba uh, having Siglo 6 and yeah. Siglo Siglo. Here's where they end up going after the Cuban Cohiba and leaving me alone on studio. They don't care about 21. Mm-hmm. They care about the word Siglo. That's what it ended up being. I took the word, luckily, I took the Siglo word out. I went to studio. Mm-hmm. I could have certainly went to Siglo something else, but as luck would have it, Zycar ends up fighting them. And Vizikar says, nope, Havana Collection, we're going to end up having a lawsuit. And I talked with Kurt through this whole thing that he was going to do it. I said, listen, it's going to hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. He said, I'm going with it. He ends up winning. So he's allowed to use HC. As soon as he wins the lawsuit, General Cigar buys the HC. Which is their competitor, Altadis's competitor. So, what the heck, You know, this is convoluted and, and well, some art of to war sell stuff
1: it to make back that money that he spent on the lungs.
4: But also that General Cigar wanted.
5: Yeah, it's it's the, the, the art being, of war. They want they wanted, want wanted another yeah. bullet in their gun against they, their competitor. They can use Habano.
4: I guess anybody could at that point, right? Because they prove precedence mm-hmm. that they can do it. Um, 2017, Altadas um, puts a cease and desist letter against Nelson Alfonso. This is uh, Byron and Atabay for selected tobacco for using Siglo 1920 and 21. Interesting. So we don't know where we're at with that, and um, the Siglo brand is nowhere to be found.
1: <laughs> it was they a, ended up making it. It was a colossal flop.
4: Yeah so studio 21 a quiet brand behind the radar those who know know including hanky Kellner. so hanky comes up here to visit us we're doing a davidoff event so we're in the office i said what do you want to smoke and he said siglo 21 i'm like Pfft. of all things this is what you want to smoke a three dollar cigar Siglo 21
5: he said they're fantastic he walked by the case and I, now you're kind of connecting some dots for me but he, he pointed at the case and said too little too little money. You're not charging enough money for yeah, this.
4: Absolutely, and they, so we know
5: something we don't know.
4: Well, and we know. I mean, the price is going up, but the price hasn't gone up yet. But I, I would expect January 1st, we're going to see a price increase on this, as as it's ridiculously priced to be honest with you. Um, but here it is, still out there. We're talking about well-aged tobacco, long filler, premium tobacco, buttery smooth. Unbelievable cigar for what, the, what it is. We're talking $3 per cigar, fifty nine ninety nine mm. for a box of
1: 20 of these. You mentioned buttery smooth. For me, it tastes like buttered popcorn. Mm.
5: I'm with you. I'm picking that up.
1: Come on, Ed.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow.
4: He doesn't get it, and he's
5: smoking it himself. <laughs> and he's part of the gang oh, already. The shoe is now on <laughs> the other foot
1: barons. I used to like Ed. <laughs>
4: So that's the story of it, Uh, as crazy as that is. Right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars.
0: They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away,
2: ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha.
1: This week, oh, what happened? I don't have my sheet with the the little insane six x sixty. Uh oh, that's
4: a problem. All right. Yeah. So Today asylum is from brought to you by Asylum, asylum Cigars. So they take make no the insane take eight x eighty
1: cigars. <laughs> um, my apologies to Asylum, but this week our friends at Asylum, with their parent company CLE, released their greatest hits in a can. For fifty nine ninety nine, you get ten cigars and a lighter in a promotion called Save the Cans. Giggity. This insane deal has a minimum of a $99 value, as each can contains a different selection. The proceeds of Save the Cans is going toward free breast cancer screenings in Danley, Honduras, which is home to the CLE Asylum Factory. So why is this insane? That seems like a nice thing. However, this wasn't the original plan, as the company had wanted to donate the money here in the United States. As they began calling around to make the substantial donation... East Breast Cancer Organization stated they would not accept a donation from a tobacco company. And that, my friends, is not only insane, it's asylum.
0: They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take
2: me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me.
5: Uh, incidentally, to all the ladies in the audience, Barry is offering free breast exams himself. Mm-hmm. I should say he is not a medical professional, <laughs> yes. but he is experienced in uh, handling the cans, as it were. Oh, so Mike. that is a nice thing they're doing, though.
1: It is, but like, how, how does a United States breast cancer organization that wants to fund research to defeat breast cancer... Say, we're not going to accept a substantial donation because you're a tobacco company. Which
4: has nothing to do with breast cancer at all. Which
1: is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It's insane.
4: It's asylum. It's asylum. It's asylum. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, they're doing a nice thing. And, uh, you know, no good deed goes unpunished, right, mm-hmm. as they say. So, but the ladies in Honduras could use it. Could help them.
1: 100%. They're doing it right in the town square, also in the center of the town. Yeah. Um, so, they're looking to, you know, give the free screenings to every woman in Danley. Nice.
4: Nice. Looking at our calendar of uh, weeks ahead, we have uh, a legend in the deal next week. That's what we're going to talk about. A, uh, a Actually, a liquor legend, I would say. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that next week. The following week, we're bringing in a scientist and a doctor. Dr. Mark S. Markozy. He's been on the show. It's been a long time since we
5: had him. It's pronounced Makozy. That way, if anyone wants to Google him, it's M-I, not M-A-R. It's Makozy.
4: I spelled it m-a
5: well you spelled it incorrectly it's micozi m-i-c-o-z-i micozi two z's
4: zzi yeah okay i spelled that wrong too well whatever i i pronounced it wrong i spelled it wrong but he'll be here on october 27th and um we'll interview him very very interesting guy and um he has a new finding out there that um he wants to share with you that has everything to do with uh cigars and uh we'll hear that uh i imagine i'm pointing my headphones because i'm only hearing one side One side shut off i don't know why but anyway uh the following week roma uh is the owners of roma craft it's a little better the owners of roma craft mike rosales did i say that right yep rosales and skip martin uh we talked to them about the difference between the cigar industry in europe in the United States.
1: Right, and they just back from into tobacco, Right,
4: so they were there, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually asked for this. This is what they want to talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, we know that they have a cigar that's only for Germany, I believe. The Wanderlust. Yeah, so uh, they'll, they'll say why they did that, and uh, we're going to have him up, actually, for uh, both of them up. Uh, All day, Friday, visiting our stores, and then uh, Saturday here at the Salem's location in Studio 21, uh, and we'll see what they're all about.
1: And if you're in the area, you're going to want to go to all three stores because each store will have a different limited edition or limited release Ah. than the other store. Okay. It's not confusing or anything.
4: Uh, November 11th, 25 years ago, I opened up my first issue of Cigar Aficionado. We're going to dig through that page by page. Uh, it's going to be a special edition of the Cigar Authority because Mr. Jonathan won't be here. Oh, you know what? I think
5: I'm going to, I'm going to pull a little audible myself. I
4: think. Really? What, you're going to actually come? No. No. All right. He no, won't I'm be here. So it's on vacation. Be, it'll be a great show because
5: Jonathan won't be here. Jo- uh, Barry gets a word in edgewise. <laughs> I uh, mean, what more can we do for him? We put him in the middle and he's still not talking.
1: Right. It's kind of hard, you know? The only thing harder would be if Sacco was here.
4: There we go. November 18th, uh, the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. We've compiled that up. We're just Mm -hmm. about done, and uh, we're going to give the information out on November 18th all the way to November 25th, believe it or not, our 400th issue, 400th show. Unbelievable. 800 hours of this mess, Uh, and we'll be celebrating that on November 25th. And, folks, we're going to keep doing this until we get it right. So we're going to be on for quite a while. I understand somebody had done a podcast up to five hundred, so we're guaranteed to go five. Oh, at least five hundred. Right? Five hundred one. So um, that's it. We're just going to
5: keep going. So, uh, you got anything in the mailbag, Mr. Jay? Well, this uh, this time I'm going to go. We have some people that have commented on some of our videos on YouTube. So they haven't submitted anything through the contact us page, but some of them were interesting. So I'm going to read those. Okay. Uh, on the AJ Fernandez episode, Jack writes, "Shockingly rude. I understand they should be on time." But he, meaning A.J. Fernandez, is doing you a favor by being on your show and not the other way around. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree as well. Uh, There was the No Barry show, which was the launch of Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Paul writes, I've listened to a lot of your shows, and it seems like a year ago the audio was a lot louder in all the other YouTube videos and podcasts. The audio is now super quiet. Have you adjusted the levels or something? I'm having a hard time turning it up. Increase your output and we can always turn our volume down here, and that has been fixed. We okay. didn't realize that that was going on. All right. And you tell us, and we'll do it. And it's we'll been do fixed. It. Thank you. Uh, then, yep. we, then we have the No Mr. J show, and this will be the last one. Okay. Uh, that was the Cohiba versus Cohiba. It was uh, the one that I was on vacation for, and so you smoked it, two cigars. It, yeah. The Dominican version and the Cuban version, side by side at the same time. That's right. So Don't S- try that at home, folks. We're professional. Sam writes, God, what an effing moron. I hate to be mean, but I must be honest. No wonder he thinks they taste exactly the same. He is smoking them at the same effing time. What's that mean? One could... How could one possibly distinguish specific flavor profiles and aromas? It's impossible. And to that, I would say, Sam, Dave's not the moron. Do you ever eat food on a plate
4: and you try some mashed potatoes and then you try some meat? Oh, my God. I can't tell. Or, is that meat or mashed potatoes? Or that what, if you,
5: what, if you had, what if you had beef and chicken? You can certainly tell the difference between those two. You can have Cuban and Dominican and be and, able to tell and, the difference. And so,
4: you know, and, and, and Cindy was saying it earlier that, you know, you, Steve's testing cigars. he got a whole bunch going at once, and that's how you do it to say which one is better than the other. Yeah, 15 you back, cigars at
5: the same time, yeah. all with similar blends. Correct. A little quarter of a leaf here, eighth that's of a leaf the,
4: tweak there. Coffee, that's how you do it. Wine, that's how you do it. Cigars, that's how you do it. It's but, obvious he doesn't know what he's talking about. But then I'm mean for for
5: pointing it out. Well, he didn't want to be mean, as he called you an effing moron. That's mean. He didn't want to be mean. It's like saying, um, with all due respect, I think, in his mind. It it makes it okay. (laughs) It makes it okay to be mean if you say, I don't don't mean to be mean.
4: Everybody can have their opinion, as wrong as it is. (laughs) You can have it anyway. But, again, this is an opinion show. It's our opinion. Uh, and you know what we call ourselves the authority on the subject, so you know what? therefore if we, we are, are.
5: If we want your opinion, Sam, we'll give it to you. There we go.
4: Right now it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. The Don Raphael offer of the day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Completely cover yourself in duct tape. And I mean completely
5: cover yourself, and I'm talking skin to tape. Well, or in my case, in Barry's case, hair to tape. <laughs> but continue. $1,000. You are going to cover yourself completely in tape. This is head to toe? Yeah. Are there breathing holes? Yeah. Yeah, you can breathe. All right, I don't have to worry about really my my head. I guess I could shave that morning, my face. But to be fair, I would leave my back hair alone thousand dollars and i might be able to gather that kind of no that's, because then we got to look at that's it. what i'm worried so, about yeah then we got to look at it
1: yeah so. i know somebody in the audience has done it with saran wrap so sure why not I'll in do the it. audience yes so i will do it with he doesn't want to mention tape.
5: Bo's name but someone in the audience <laughs> has done it covered your whole body in
4: saran wrap no, <laughs> no. It, it, it wasn't due duct tape no. and, and i think i would Guess she was a hairy person. It, was, it wasn't both. <laughs> I could use a thousand bucks. But he could use the money.
1: A little mummification. It's I'm not Kind of kinky. I'm in. So I'm not in.
4: We've got to do a show where we offer these things and actually, what a show, and then bring them up and they actually do it like
5: that when you can't
4: do because
5: we could put some sort of fig leaf. Thing. Yeah, fig leaf. Make them wear a, a Speedo of some kind. Yeah. No, because I want to get in there.
1: With, with the tape. Jonathan would have no problem getting yeah. in there with the
5: speed up. We could make a set of underwear out of tape, and he has to get into the, that first, <laughs> and then come on the show, put X's over his nipples so we're not being crass, yeah. and then just go to town with it. How many rolls do you think it would take? How many rolls is a tape? And I'm
4: talking
1: about a... the duct tape. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm 100%.
5: In. You would do it?
4: Yeah. Are you a hairy person? Average. Yeah? Average. Oh, my God, because that stuff mm. really sticks. So you know, you yeah, saw are, the you saw the um, what is it the sixty four year old virgin or whatever it is? Oh yeah, with waxing yeah. Kelly
5: Clarkson. It would happen, right? It would be like
4: waxing your whole
5: body. You would be mm-hmm. considerably less hairy at the end of
4: this experiment. I gotta bring the numbers down and stuff. You guys are, must be underpaid. or Something's going on here because you'll do things uh, for a lot less money than I'm do. out on that one. Yeah. I'm not doing it. If it was two thousand. I'd really give yeah. it some consideration. All right. Well, it's not 2000 but it's $3 for this cigar.
1: With or without a ball
4: gag? Ah.
5: Because <laughs>
1: that could make it a little more interesting.
4: I'm very <laughs>
5: confused why, number one, you would think about a ball gag, and number two, why you would have that be one of the options. I've got to come up with a whole bunch of $100
4: offers and have the stack here, and then you bring people in from the audience, and we do it to them or whatever. Do it to you them. You know, Steve does it with making people eat. Uh,
5: Ghost peppers. Yeah, and all and kinds
4: you. of crazy stuff, and the people do it. For money. I wonder, I wonder where really.
1: we got the idea about eating bugs.
4: Oh, we did it on the show yeah. once.
1: Often
5: and imitated. Cindy's, uh, Cindy's nodding over there, so I may
4: something we don't. He wanted to do an event with us where we had to eat a five-pound block of Velveeta cheese. When they introduced the, um, the legal um, dirty rat. Okay. So that was going to be the introduction of it, mm-hmm. and everybody eats five pounds of... Velveeta cheese—that's
5: sadistic, is what that yeah, is. Yeah,
4: so I—I I bowed out of it. I'm—I'm I'm in for a lot of things, but I bowed out, and I'm like, somebody's going to get hurt. You didn't have to do it. No, but I'm worried about somebody dies here, and then I got a lawsuit or something happens, whatever. Anyway, what do you think of Studio Twenty One? Three dollar cigar. This is no three dollar cigar.
1: Smokes at least double, probably closer to triple. Buttery richness reminds me of buttered popcorn. There's some subtle cedar notes. It's it's an enjoyable Lonsdale. This is not my size when I buy Studio 21.
5: I am a Robusto or a Toro guy. Sometimes the Presidente. um, But it is in my regular box rotation. Try to Torpedo in this. Very, very good. Torpedo is also good. We sell out of the Torpedo so fast, I I just choose not to buy it for myself because I want to let the customers buy it. There's a big size, too. The Presidente. The number one, I
4: believe. Big, giant size. Unbelievable price. Anyway, uh, let's go to break. When I come back uh today's classic three-way and uh mr jonathan gets debonair more letters in the mailbox and lots more we're live from studio 21 podcast cafe and you're listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network
0: Smoky Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smoky Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you, too, with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smoky Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's Clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets, available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com. That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com. Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you.
4: Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor, smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter, outstanding. Rough Rider cigars.
1: To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit
0: DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda,
3: Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand. The Nestor Miranda Collection Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia The collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic Nestor Miranda Collection You only get one life How will you live yours?
4: Jose Dominguez Jose Dominguez Jose, Jose Jose Dominguez What the hell
5: are you doing? And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose
4: Dominguez.
5: Jose Dominguez.
8: Raised in Cuba and steeped in the rich tradition of the Fernandez cigar legacy, AJ Fernandez produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. Ensuring superior quality, the day-to-day operations at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez Cigars de Nicaragua are managed under the watchful eye of AJ Fernandez himself. Through a fusion of inherited techniques and lured patience, AJ Fernandez filler tobaccos are grown from prized seeds which are proprietary only to the Fernandez family. Perhaps the most essential quality of the A.J. Fernandez line of cigars, such as New World, Enclave, and Last Call, is the perspective and motivation of A.J. Fernandez, as well as the history of the Fernandez family. Enjoy the continuing legacy of A.J. Fernandez cigars. This is Eric Hansen from Hammer & Sickle
1: Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.
4: And we're back, broadcasting live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage. Gentleman Jonathan's going to do it debonair style. We've got a classic three-way, letters in our mailbox. But first, I want to uh, mention, people have asked many times, especially in the area. Uh, we do the cigar school every once in a while. We, we do a cigar tasting, actually, every single week, a charity event that we do. Uh, I say we, me and Jonathan do it. And you do most of the talking, let's face it. Yeah, I do, I do. And... Um, But once a year, we make it available to whoever wants to come and do it. And uh, this, uh, we do it multiple times a year. But the next one coming up, or the last one coming up for this year, is going to be Thursday, October 26th, uh, from 5.30 to about 8 o'clock. And Jonathan starts pushing me along around 7.30. And sometimes I go way too long, and he yells at me. I'm a yeller. But um, it's it's not a 101. It's more of a... 301 or whatever, uh, hopefully you get a lot out of it. Most people uh, end up uh, that been smoking cigars for years and years leave and have a different appreciation for cigars. Uh, We smoke a cigar together, and we go through all the aspects of it. So you hear us taste this uh, popcorn and uh, buttered popcorn and this and this and this, and you say, uh, I really don't get it. And uh, sometimes it's how you're cutting the cigar, lighting the cigar, smoking the cigar. By the time you leave, hopefully that's what you get. So if you're, anybody's interested, stop by a Two Guys Smoke Shop location or call us. And uh, tickets are $12. Uh, again, we have to charge something because you're not allowed to give away cigars. So we do $12. If you don't feel like uh, you got your money's worth, it's money-back guarantee. You'll get your money's worth. So uh, once again, Thursday, October 26th. And some tickets are available if anybody wants to get in on that. Right now we're smoking the Studio 21, not what we're going to give you. Uh, we'll give you a more expensive cigar at the But, boy, this would be an interesting cigar to give blind like we did. Yes, it is. Like I did to you guys. Mm-hmm. You, you smoke it and you think it's Way more expensive than it is. Uh, that being said, it will become more expensive because January, I know of a price increase that's happening. I just don't know how much it's going to be, and we'll see what the price is
5: going to be. I, for one, will be stocking up.
4: Not a bad idea. Right now, while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is Gentleman Jonathan.
8: Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You <laughs> wouldn't want to call me gentlemen. Ladies, fasten your seat belts, switch on your electronic devices, and pop up the volume. You need a gentleman.
5: And this is the Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair provides its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Uh, and today's elevator etiquette was suggested by Mike from the Contact Us page. And here are some simple rules to entertaining, I'm sorry, to entering and exiting the elevator. Number one, the people in the elevator have the right of way. If you're waiting to get on, you should wait until everyone who is exiting on your floor has cleared the elevator, and then you may enter. Number two, if you are leading the pack into an empty elevator, walk in, move to the side, and hold the door for everyone who is entering. You are the guy closest to the bus. Oh, Mr. Jonathan, look at what he is saying here. You are the guy that ran out of the
4: elevator and caused me to be stuck in an elevator for an hour
5: in Havana, Cuba. Hold the elevator door. Go ahead. This is entering, not exiting. And I gave everyone in the elevator fair warning that I was experiencing some intestinal issue and I needed to get to the restroom, and I gave everyone instructions on what to do, oh, you and God. Jessica chose not to heed the warning. I, I, I was Elevator debonair. As- oh, my God. I was, deb- I was debonair that day. Talk about break. Oh, my God. If you are the guy closest to the buttons, you are the guy people who will expect to push for their floor. Uh, as you reach a floor that is not yours, keep the doorway clear so that anyone exiting may do so without asking you to move. Elevators are in closed spaces, Barry Stein. Farting? although funny to the farter, is generally not appreciated by the folks sharing that space with you. Hold it until you hit the hallway. I like to crop dust just before I leave. (laughs) It's not very debonair. Uh, And finally, if an elevator is full and a mother with a small child or a young lady with a lot of bags would be able to fit if you gave up your spot, you should do so as a gentleman. The question is, are you debonair or not? This is when I miss Chuck the most, when you do the debonair segment.
4: You're the last one. I gave everyone fair warning that I was stuck in an elevator I with, needed with no to air exit. conditioning. It was so humid. It was like 90-something degrees. Oh Next my week, God. I'm going to
5: do a debonair segment on how you should pay attention when someone gives you instructions.
4: How about how, about how, to, how to bring food to a party <laughs> and take it back with you? You're the last guy that should be on this segment. It's the craziest thing. How, how to be debonair.
5: Listen, not everyone, <laughs> yeah. not everyone is debonair all the time. And since taking on the segment, which was after I left with the food, and after I left you in the elevator, that I warned you fairly that I had to do that. Oh my God! I've changed my life around. All right, from the
4: Holes, let's bring up Aaron. He, he did not show up last week, but uh, he did not show up for our show. He showed up for his show. He doesn't miss his show. But this is Aaron from the assholes, and you can hear the assholes every Wednesday. At, uh, what, 3-ish? Four. Four. 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. So we have no uh, microphone on. on two? There he's we go. On. There
9: he's we are. Yeah, we... so the uh, check that Jonathan gave me did not show up last week. Didn't clear.
4: The so check. That's why he's... I'm back. I... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So like I would try to buy you off. <laughs> buy you off. And uh, he's always worried about, uh, we figured it out last week. Who did we bring up last week? We bring... Ed. Ed. We brought Ed, mm-hmm. who killed them, right? Mm-hmm. And and the answer is these guys are very bad. That's what it is. Although you, you did two points how many times in a row was yeah. crazy.
5: all of them, uh, but it, it was statistically improbable. I well, will say that
9: I true. did. I said earlier in the week to these guys that uh, it played to my strengths because it was more pop culture ish, and that's I I do better in that realm rather than dealing with people. So,
4: <laughs> all right. So uh, you're the guy to beat today anyway and right now it's time for the classic three-way brought to you by classic cigars
5: you've heard of epic rap
4: battles (laughs) but
5: now it's time for the epic battle wow it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes for this day anyone about this i'll kill you i'm kidding i'm kidding in classic history is looking at you kid brought to you by classic cigars nervous yes all classic cigars are handmade and imported from the dominican Republic and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like
1: that, baby? Let did where that came from, yeah!
5: Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's twoguyscigars.com Celebrate today with a classic cigar.
4: And that's another great $3 cigar. You're looking for $3 cigars. Here you go. Studio 21. Classic. If you're on a budget and that's the way you gotta go, that's the way to do it. So Aaron, you are our champion, so we're gonna have you go first. And it's not gonna be the birthday. It's gonna be happen this day. Okay. George (coughs) Eastman (coughs) patented the (coughs) paper strip Photography film. Oh, gosh. Paper strip photography film. So, like, Polaroid? Yeah, but he's Eastman. Eastman, Eastman. Polaroid, okay. right? Eastman Polaroid, okay. right? So, this is oh, where it came from.
9: Let's see. I'm going to say 1950.
1: 1950. I'm going with 1926. 26. I'm going to say 1934 because the
5: first patent was issued in 1934. So, I'm just going to play, play it straight there. Everybody is way over. Mm. It's
4: 1884. Oof. Film. Who would have right? guessed?
5: 1884. Way over. Going over to you, Barry. The book, Winnie the Pooh. I did write 18 over my nine, and I just misread it. I would have had that one. Damn it. My God, it's So under the
4: air of him. I didn't. Making
5: believe that he would have got it every Look, time. Sure. Look, Barry. See? I wrote it.
1: And that looks like a nine to me. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me, too.
4: Barry, the book, Winnie the Pooh, was released today. What year?
1: We need the Pooh. A.A. Mill, I think, wrote it. I'm going to say it came out pre-World War II. I'm going to say 1923. 23.
4: 1919. 19. 1915. 15. 15. Uh, Barry Stein will take that point. You said 23. It's 26. Very good. Barry Stein in the lead with one point, and it's over to Mr. Jonathan. U.S. performs nuclear test in Nevada's test site. The first time. The U.S. did the test on nuclear. They're talking about it here, in uh, other countries doing it. Well, the United States did it this day. What year?
5: I'm not great with history like this, but I'm going to guess. Not great with birthdays or debonair. <laughs>
4: 1944. You say. 1944
5: is my guess. All right, Aaron. 1941. 41. I was going to go 1941 as well.
4: 41 as well. So, Mr. Jonathan will take that
5: point. as 44. It's 58. Since I'm the only one actually 58. writing them down, I feel like I should get the point every single time. Right. The only one playing by the rules right now. All right. So,
4: we have one point for Jonathan, one for Barry. Aaron's got zero. We got three questions left. Keeping up with the Kardashians, oh. featuring Kim, Cleo, and Courtney Kardashian, premieres on E! Cable Network in the U.S. today. What year? I'm glad I don't know this. <laughs> uh, 2008? I don't know. He says 2008, Barry.
5: 2007. 2007. <laughs> I'm just going to chance that they're, they're over and say 2000. In 2000, and somebody has two points. Barry Stein, oh,
1: who actually gosh. knows it. <laughs> yeah. He knows it. My huh? wife makes me watch. You can <laughs> have that. <laughs> right. it makes me watch. It's it. all you, buddy. Oh,
4: my gosh. <laughs> so we have Barry with three points. Mr. Jonathan with one. Aaron. No points. And may God have mercy on you. soul. I had enough points the last
9: time. I enough to go around. So
4: I only have two <laughs> questions left, and they both are birthdays, though. Okay. So maybe you're going to end up having something here. This goes to Barry. Yes, sir. Ralph Lauren, fashion designer of Polo Fashion's Fragrances and Accessories. Forbes established him worth $9.5 billion in 2012, making him the 162nd richest person in the world. He was born today... What year? 1945.
5: 45. Carry the one.
4: 1939. 39. I'll go 38. 38. Somebody's got two points. Mr. Jonathan. Oof. Ties it up, baby. So we have Mr. Jonathan three. Barry a three. Aaron, you actually can't win. This is it for you. No. If we're <laughs> going to see you again, it's going to be on the assholes on, Wednesday, on is Wednesdays. <laughs> is there, there should be a way of a three-point shot. I don't know what that could possibly be.
1: What's the question? Can you name the question?
9: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, three points for naming the question. That's a trap to see if you're cheating. (laughs) Right.
4: Well, it's a birthday. Could you guess whose birthday I'm going to mention? I don't know. There's so many people. Uh, yeah? Okay. (laughs) So this goes to Mr. Jonathan. Both of you have got to write this down. Don't be messing around. This is for the championship. Born today, Roger Moore, TV actor. He replaced Sean Connery as James Bond. You know him. Roger Moore,
1: 007. Don't answer yet. Don't answer yet. Okay.
5: I have it written down. I am
1: ready. And I have it circled. I know this Barry's ones. first. No, you're first. I went first the last time. I went
5: first. All right. 1927. <sighs> 1927. It's ni- it is
9: 1927.
1: It is 1927.
5: One. He died earlier this year. I had
1: 1929.
4: 1929. It is 1927. Mr. Yeah. Jonathan, Aaron gets two points. He's not shut out. Jonathan gets five down, points. Three. I'm looking to
5: see if you have like a whole bunch of people's names written down with their birthday. Yeah, let's look and see what you have written down. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Do your homework. Wow,
4: Mr. Jonathan. It's been a long time.
5: You are not debonair, but you are the champion. You stop saying that because you got stuck in an elevator because you didn't pay attention. <laughs> that's not debonair. Oh, my God. I can dress you up, but I can't take you out anywhere.
4: Yeah. All right, so what do you got in the mailbag?
5: As he goes through his papers. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. The other day while I was shopping at my local tobacco shop, a cigar rep was in managing his company's display. I -hmm. considered asking him if he had any free samples that he'd like to throw my way, but I wasn't sure if this was proper etiquette, so I refrained. What are your thoughts? It's illegal. Can't do it. It's illegal to do
4: and it's not proper etiquette because you're in somebody's establishment to buy a cigar on top of it. Right. Shouldn't be, you know, you go in a restaurant and there's the guy pulling in the beef in the back door. You say, can, can I have, have a, a free steak? steak? Yeah,
5: that's not going to work.
4: It all seems weird to even ask the question. but
1: You're putting the guy in a bad spot, too. If he knows you're a fan of the brand and he wanted to reward you, if he did reward you, he'd get fired. So by asking him, you put him in a spot to lose his job. Yeah, and you put the cigar out. store in a spot. For breaking the FDA regulations. Yeah.
9: No, FDA just announced that you can do it with a purchase, correct? Yes. Right. So but it's because it's about that point of sale. So
4: Which they did not just right. do. They announced that yeah. a year ago when they made the announcement. It was funny how this announcement was just saying the same exact thing that already existed. That's the government, right? For yeah. You. yeah. So here's all the new, new regulation, <laughs> which is exactly what it said before. But they reinforced that information. Yeah, uh, you had an interesting show this week because you had a guest, actually your first guest on Skype. Yes, yes, Wh- who yeah, was that? and it
9: didn't crash. It was uh, Rick Ardito from uh, Foundation Cigars. Yes, and we did the upsetters.
4: Yeah, which uh, not a fan of that type of cigar myself. I wouldn't imagine you are, but
9: it, you uh, know, I would have said it going into it. I would have said I wasn't a fan. It was, it was all right. It you was know, okay. Like if you're gonna, you know, if you have friends that do flavored cigars or infused cigars. Go reach for the upsetters. You know, it was. It wasn't bad. It's not offensive.
6: I'll
5: give it that. It's not in your face like other flavored cigars are. It's a little more subtle. It's a little muted flavor-wise. Going back. Aromatically, it's it is. Aromatically, it's pungent, but
9: it it doesn't. It's not like a cigar to me. You know, it's like when I think of a cigar, you don't think of those flavors. But it was. It wasn't. A bad flavor. So, hey, you give it, it three you know, quarters of
4: a thumbs up. That's that's, that's as good as you can get for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's not really a flavor. I mean, what? It is, it's it's more like herbal. Yeah, it's you a botanical know, type
9: yeah, of botanicals. taste. Botanicals. Yeah. So it's a different experience. It
5: tastes like what uh, some incense smells like. Not, and I'm not. I don't mean very pungent incense. Just it tastes a little bit muted, but you can get all the the subtleties. Hmm. You know, you can pick up some of the eucalyptus, like you mentioned. Yep. Uh, you can pick up some of that coriander. And, and it's
9: got that sweetness from the molasses. There's and some it, so.
5: clove-like quality in there. It's, you can kind of pick apart what they're using to infuse the tobacco with the smoke. Yeah. But well, people are buying not, it. Hot, not yeah. 100% my thing, but like Aaron said, you know, every once in a while, not a bad thing to try. People are buying it and then coming back and buying it again. So mm-hmm. that, that tells me a lot that,
4: you know, the people that like that, like that. Uh, it just, I don't know. It's always been, a even flavored coffee, flavored, Yeah. Oh. you know, I'm just not into, I,
5: I want it to taste like it's supposed to taste. Uh, birthday you missed today, and I'm surprised that you missed it. I have it in my phone. It's so Nikolai, you, so it's you, Nikolai Volkov's birthday So today.
4: you did your homework, or what did you do oh, here? Yeah. Nikolai Volkov was on the show, WWE champion Nikolai Volkov. Today's his birthday. Today is his birthday. He is, uh... Older than me, much older than me, I would say. So I'm going to go. Do you know the year?
5: Um, I think I do. Yeah. You think you do? I think I do. I could look it up, but I think I do.
4: I'm going to go with 48. 1948.
5: What do you think, Aaron? I was
9: going to go with 40.
5: I'd go 47 if I was going to venture a guess. October
1: 14th, 1947.
5: There we go. There you go. It's not like I have a photographic memory. I happen to know it and (laughs) then whatever.
1: So before you close out the show, yeah. since my aunt's a breast cancer survivor and I screwed up the asylum intro. Since you are a breast cancer? No, my aunt. Oh, okay. Um, there's currently 51 cans in stock at twoguyscigars.com. And That's good. We had, we
4: had 100 earlier this week. So we so could.
1: every sale from 2 o'clock today to 12 o'clock noon, I'm going to donate $5 out of my personal pocket you to Christian Arroyo for him to put into the fund. Uh, for what's happening in Dan Lake. And what are you going to do for Christian (laughs) Aroa?
4: That guy. (laughs) you give him that, too. So let's sell them all. So go on to twoguyscigars.com. twoguyscigars.com. Where is it? On the front page? It's right on
1: the front page. You'll see the October um, pink ribbon. Um, Can't miss it. Yeah. So between now and 12, Dune, every can that's sold, I'll donate $5. All right. So it's good. Very nice. Very nice. Anything special this week on uh, the asholes?
4: We're actually
9: smoking four cigars. We're, go- we're because we're heading into the winter season, so we're going with the short format, you know, quick, quicker smokes. Uh, and I'm going to try to smoke all four by the end. Keep four, them all One going. hour,
4: sixty minutes. I'm going
9: to try to keep them all going the whole time. Oh, you're going to light them all. That's the going to be the challenge. Is, is keeping that first one going till the end? But it is. We'll see how that goes. Have all you right. ever
5: smoked multiple cigars at once?
9: Yes, but uh, it doesn't always end well. No. <laughs> <laughs> one usually goes out, and so trying to
4: keep. Four short format cigars going at once is going to be the challenge. All right. That's it, Ed Sullivan. Good job. Going the wheels of steel over there. Next week, a rare and hard-to-find four-generation bourbon attaches his name to a cigar. How and why are they doing it? And there may be some cigar brands closing production already with the FDA looming regulations that are happening. Uh, when that happens, there are deals. We'll talk about them, deals and closeouts in the cigar industry. Until then, you have been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
5: And uh, it's quite possible that you've learned nothing in the last two hours, but uh, just learn this. Always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth.
3: You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stovey Heaven. With a million choices, it's Heaven. Stogie-